Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. We appreciate you being part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Today, giving us all of the skinny of what's going on here in the real estate market and the mortgage market in the Twin Cities, our good friend Phil Olson from Amec Home Loans on the elite team over there, Phil. How you doing? Yo. Yes. And so you are going to give us some great information and let us know how we can get that mortgage that we've been maybe wondering, can I really qualify? Can I get this done? Is it going to work for me? If you've had a bad experience, if if you're afraid, if you don't think you have a down payment, if you think it's not affordable, right? I cannot tell you the number of programs that are available out there for consumers. They have no clue. They talk to somebody. Maybe they don't have all these programs and they're told, no, this won't work. I'm going to tell you right now, there's no better time for home ownership, and it's easy and it's within your grasp at this point in time because the mortgage lending guidelines have definitely loosened up. But, here, but here's the other problem. Housing prices are continuing to rise, and for those that are being a first-time home buyer, there's a shortage of those types of homes. So guess what? Supply and demand, simple economics those housing prices are not going to go down for those folks. Well, we're going to hit some information on what's going on in yep. the rental market. But first, let's get the, uh, the because you're the mortgage puzzle maker. That's what you do. You know, part of that elite team over there at Amic Home Loans. But we also need to make sure that we get your NMLS number out there. So let's give that to you everybody. You got it. NMLS 238103, branch NMLS nine two eight five nine zero right and we encourage you to call in and be part of the show there's lots of people that are sitting out there with maybe just a little thing tickling in the back of their brain where they're going i have wondered this now's the day for you to call in and actually get that question answered so we can get you on the road to actually getting into a home i would also challenge the consumer if they're working with a mortgage company or a bank or whatever and they've they've been offered one program I'd offer them to call in and tell me, so what's your scenario? Right. Because guess what? I might be able to say, well, have they talked to you about this? Have they talked to you about that? How about this? How about that? My job as this mortgage puzzle maker, okay, is not just to find the program, but to get you the biggest bang for your buck. Right. If that means lower insurance, better credit score, lower mortgage insurance, lower interest rate, Better program that has a better rate, better, you know, my ultimate job is to save my clients money. Right. And I'm not going to treat my clients as as cattle, so to speak. Right. Okay. Everyone, and going, there's a one size fits all. Correct. Okay. And and depending on the institution you're using, I mean, that one of the things people don't understand is I'm a broker. Okay. okay? And what's the difference between a broker and if I go to like my credit union? Okay. Your credit union only has so many specific programs. Okay. I've got 80 lenders. Every one of these lenders have different programs. Okay. They have different rates. They have different types of mortgage insurance products. Okay. So basically when somebody comes and shops with me, I'm able to do the shopping for them. Plus I'm able to provide them a much wider breadth of products availability to them. Right. Based on their situation. 
which then allows them to get a lower mortgage payment. So, Phil, that's what you're saying when you're putting this puzzle together. You're not just going, well, rubber stamp it. You're going, this might be the best way for you to get this done. Correct. And and one of the things that I present to my clients is I'm not going to tell you what product. I'm going to present all the options to you, and I'm also going to present you the good, the bad, and the ugly about every single product. Ultimately, it's the consumer's choice as to what they want to do. Fair enough. I get that. Because, I mean, when you just, just, because you and I were just chatting just to kind of see how the process works. I remember that's what you told me. You're like, well, here, you can either do this or you can do that. Correct. And here's what we work on. And then you holler back at me when you're ready to do your taxes. Correct. And so I appreciated that you were going, no, what's your overall scenario? Because the goal may not be, I need to get this done next week. It might be, I'm trying to figure out a plan for my future and a mortgage is involved with that. And that all goes back to prior planning prevents a poor performance, the five P's. I cannot tell you the number of clients that I'm working with right now that I'm working with a plan with them right now. For example, right now, I think I got 50 plus clients that I'm doing credit enhancement and credit repair with. Gotcha. Okay. Those are clients that want to buy in the future, but they can't, but there's specific things that they're doing. And then I'm following up with them or they're following up with me every 90 days to do a review. Cause they might be close, but they need some guidance as they're doing this. Correct. Okay. Then again, they might have good credit, but there's, availability for them to improve in specific areas on their credit and get a better interest rate and lower mortgage insurance. I'm working with those clients as well. And that service I provide to my clients for free. It's I, 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 ca- I charge them nothing. Right. Well, you were going to give some information today about what's going on in the market out there. So where do you want to start? Well, there's some really interesting things that I'm seeing happening in the market. Okay. Uh, one, I'm seeing a lot of landlords are starting to sell their properties, buy buy low, sell high. Mm -hmm. But what's happening is my clients were paying like $1,300 rent. Now they're being told they have to move move out Mm -hmm. of the property. And then they're finding out for the same quality rental property that they wanted to buy, their rents are going up to $300 a month. Wow. So they're being displaced. And then they're calling me going... I need to buy now. Mm -hmm. The other thing I'm seeing is I frequently do what's called rent versus own analysis. Okay. And it's a, it's a financial form that you fill out showing the difference between a rent versus home. And believe it or not, on average, the average consumer that buys a $200,000 home versus paying the same amount of rent is losing $50,000 over a period of five years. Over that, that short time period? that short of a time period Mm -hmm. by not being a homeowner. And we've talked about home ownership is the greatest wealth builder there is out there. Well, Phil, I feel like if you're in that scenario where you could buy, Mm -hmm. where you're not, you know, if you were in a position like today, you could go out and buy a house and you were deciding to rent, the perception seems to be that it is easier to rent. I would tell you that what I'm seeing out there is it's more difficult to rent. Okay. And the reason being is there's so many renters out there. You have a shortage of rental properties Mm -hmm. and you have a shortage of houses out there. So what I'm seeing is, is when I'm sitting down with customers and I'm showing what their outgoing expenses are, be it in their rental position versus what their outgoing expenses would be on home ownership and then taking a look at the appreciation of a home versus no appreciation on a rental property. Right. And the monthly savings by principal reduction every month they make their mortgage payment, their balance goes down. There's a significant difference of wage loss or wealth lost over even a short period of time. 
what about people if you're in that scenario where you're going, I feel like the house is forever. Like you're like if you end up like maybe I'm going to move, maybe I'm mm-hmm. on this. Like, you know, if they're just scared to buy a house because they think they might be in transition. What do you tell them? Currently, houses between 150 and 250 are selling within one to three days right now. OK. All right. So if you're locked into a lease. And it's a six-month lease. Yes. Or it's a 12, or a year. Or a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a year. And I'm hearing even longer leases than that. Oh, Some, okay. Mm-hmm. They're not often out there. You're basically stuck in that property for that period of time. And if you try to leave, they are not going to let you no, out of that lease. No, they're, they're mm-hmm. going to charge you for that. But, right. But here's the other thing. People say, well, I don't have the money for a down payment. Right. Well, what about your deposit? You put in first month, last month's rent. True. You've got the damage deposit. So mm-hmm. you're going to be getting money back. Plus, how about we're tax season time right now? Mm-hmm. You're going to be getting more money back. So I'm seeing a lot of things in the rental market that's playing a, a major role in our economy as well as the housing market. And it's really affecting those that got out of the housing market due to maybe bad circumstances. Yes. Or the millennials that were going, I want to just stay with with mom and dad and live in the basement. Right. Well, they're changing their mind now or they're getting rental properties and they're finding, oh my gosh, I'm paying all this money in rent. So their minds are changing. So you've got all these people wanting to buy houses, but there's only a limited supply. Right. And why is there a limited supply? Because builders are not building $300,000 homes. Okay. Your average lot cost lot cost here in the metro is about $125,000. Oh, okay. So how do you build a $250,000? So what we're seeing is the houses that are being built are the McMansions. Yes. And they're at 400, 500, 600, 700,000 and they're selling like hotcakes. Okay. So So if you're not in that market, how do we start working on it? Because I know a lot of people are scared. Like maybe you went through a short sale, you know, or you're, you know, you know, it's you know, it's different because you're like, okay, I've rebounded, but I yep. don't know if I want to get back into that whole and, scenario. And believe it or not, in the next segments, next three segments, we're going to talk about some very, very specific programs. Okay. Okay. FHA, USDA, VA, Home Ready, Home Possible, MHFA with down payment assistance options. These, those five, six programs right there can basically uh, help 100% of the consumers out there. Is there a credit requirement? Sure. But I can help them with that. And maybe they're already there. They just haven't been presented with these specific options. All right. And and you're talking about low interest rates. The rates have dropped. They've dropped almost a half a percent or three quarters of a percent here in the last two months. So we're seeing a blip in the marketplace where interest rates have dropped, but housing prices are still continuing to, to increase. Right. Well, we are going to have some great information out there. We're going to encourage people to call in and get their mortgage questions answered today from our friend Phil Olson from Amec Home Loans. The number again is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Joining us today from Amec Home Loans, their elite team, Mr. Phil Olson. And Phil just gave us some great information about what's going on out there in the rental market and why it's a good time for you to actually get into a mortgage in uh, uh, in comparison to actually renting. No and better you, time. And you were telling me during the break, you had this great story about one of your current clients, a young guy out there. Had a client mm-hmm. here four years ago. He was 23 years old. Didn't think he could qualify, but ended up qualifying, ended up buying a house for $191,000. Okay. 
he came back to me here in 2018 and it was almost winter. It was like November. <laughs> yes. Goes, Phil, I want to sell my house. I want to buy a new one. Believe it or not, sold his house for 263000 Wow. Made $70,000 on his house. On a house that he didn't even think he could qualify yep. for back in the day. Correct. Correct. All right. His payment didn't hardly go up because rates were higher when he bought. So he was able to get more home, put $70,000 equity, and folks, he made seventy grand in four that years. That is so cool. Yeah. I mean, can you save that type of money? No. No, most people can't. And that's where if you get into home ownership and you take your equity and you roll it from one property to the next, that's how you really build major you know, wealth right. in our economy. Right. So this this guy right here, he's he's elated. Mm. Uh, 23 years old. He's 27 right now. You are definitely, as we put it, a puzzle maker where you are really good at finding all these different scenarios and finding the right way to get things done for particular people. And so we are encouraging people to call. This is a good time for you to call in and get your question answered, even if you thought it was a little bit complicated. So make sure you call in. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And Phil, we're going to go to the phone right now. So Amy, thank you for holding. Amy, we appreciate you being part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. What's your question for Phil? Morning, Amy. Good morning. Um, my question is, is that, uh, well... My situation is, is that we're in a home. We've been in a home for quite a while. We still owe 130000 on it. Mm-hmm. It's worth about 190. Okay. We also have a rental home we've had for almost three years. And three years ago, it was worth 170. And currently, we own 85. We owe 85000 on it. Uh-huh. What we want to try to do is have only one mortgage. So either pay off one and, you know, I don't know how to go about doing that if they will do that. The, the rate on the rental home is better than on our own home, but both of them are pretty low. It's 4, 3, 4.375 on the rental, mm-hmm. and and I think our home is 5, I can't remember, 5-something. Okay. Well, your maximum cash out on your primary residence on a conventional loan is 80%. You could then take out what's called a home equity line of credit that would allow you to go up to 89.99%. I know I'm talking in numbers, so meaning you could go all the way up to 90% of the value on your primary residence, pull out the cash for there, and then take that money and apply it towards your rental property. Then again, if you do it the opposite way, and I'm always a firm believer trying to pay off the higher interest rate debt versus the lower interest rate debt, your maximum cash out on the investment is only 70%. It's either 70 or 75%. So you're not going to be able to get as much cash as you wanted out of the rental property, but there might be a way to bridge that. Is that kind of along the lines of what you were trying to get done, Amy? Yes, yes. We were hoping to pay off the the rentals, so I would get a line of credit on my current homestead home. Yeah, well, yeah, you could do that, but understand a line of credit is going to be at a much higher interest rate than if you just did a straight refinance of the property. In your specific situation, I would have to take a look at the numbers and be able to compare both of these both of these loans, compare the interest rates, the amortizations, and then be able to do, tell you what I thought would be the right move for you. 
Okay. Okay. So how about we have our producer get your information, then Phil can follow up with you and do the numbers. You can see just from that quick phone call how quick he is with running all these numbers for you. He did that out of his head without a calculator. I'm impressed. I'm an English major. I can't do any math. I'm like, I can barely do two plus two, Amy. And I I know I speak fast, but when I sit down with you, I'll be able to show you all these numbers and basically be able to do an apples versus apples comparison of your situation and what's available out there and what options you have, if any. Perfect. Sounds great. Thank you for calling. We'll get your information. And Phil, I think that goes back to what we said. And I make, you know, we say this and then people think that I'm just teasing you about calling you a puzzle maker. But there are so many different programs up there. And you were talking before we went to a break about a few of the programs that are available. And I know that you have like a good way to kind of explain each of these individual programs. So I'm going to talk about FHA first. Okay. Federal Housing Association. Okay. Administration. And it's a great first-time homebuyer program. Credit score criteria goes all the way down to 580. Okay. But I want to tell you a little story, okay? I had a client, had a bankruptcy, Chapter 7, lost three homes to foreclosure. Oh, goodness. The Mm -hmm. bankruptcy and the foreclosures happened three and four years ago. Okay. And they went to another lender, a bank, and they were told no. Okay. I met with the clients, immediately took a look at their situation. They wanted to buy a house. Uh, They went through a really tough time. I was able to gather all their information on the bankruptcy and on the foreclosures. I did title searches on all the properties to find out when the actual sheriff sale dates were. Okay. They totally qualified under the program, and they were able to buy a brand new home for a family of five. They had been renting. It was $275,000, and they only had to put 3.5% down, and they already had that money saved. Wow. So there's a situation where somebody with with things that were really derogatory in the past, they went through a really tough time, are going, there's nothing we can do. Right. Oh, my gosh. There are so many things you can do. Now, if you're in that scenario where you're going, okay, I had something happen. Is it, if it happened maybe like two, three years ago, is it a good time to start going, things are probably better than you think? I would, I would tell you they should be starting at a one-year time okay. frame. Because a lot of them forget that their credit has been damaged severely. So we have to begin credit enhancement at least one year or one and a half years prior to them starting to wind buy because their credit score may have plummeted so much that we now have to rebuild that. And rebuilding credit doesn't happen overnight. Right. So some of the things about the FHA program that people should know about is it requires 3.5% down. Okay. But guess what? That can be gifted money from a family member or it could even be gifted from your employer. All right. Okay. How about your tax return? Can you use that for the down payment? Sure. All right. Okay. So there's multiple different ways that we can use money, be it from your 401k, for that 3.5%. And I know we've talked about FHAs before, and mm-hmm. that are a couple of downsides to them, there, though, aren't there? Yeah, there is okay. a downside. Okay. And the downside is, is you do have mortgage insurance. The mortgage insurance is for the life of the loan. All right. And people go, oh, my gosh, it's for the life of the loan. Well, your average consumer only stays in that specific house five to seven years before they move or they refinance within five to seven years. All right. So as long as you're not you're not telling me, Phil, I'm going to be there the rest of my life, then maybe that might not be a good program for you. But maybe it's a good bridge program for you to get into your first house. Okay. And then get into a different product. So you stay there for three years. Three years, five years, seven years, okay? Um, The criteria is much easier for approval 
with an FHA loan. Okay. Derogatory credit, collections. Um, I mean, there's so many things about that program that makes it easier for the consumer to be able to buy a home, plus higher debt-to-income limits, meaning you have more purchasing power with that specific program. And I know that this is more of a side, something we would normally talk to Mimi about from the realtor side of Mm -hmm. it. If I'm going and I get qualified as an FHA person, do I need to give myself a little more time to look for a house because not all houses will take FHA loans? Good question. Okay. You do have some restrictions on the appraisal. Okay. Okay. Um, Meaning uh, the federal government wants you to buy a home that's basically home ready. All right. It's done. There's no. You don't get fixer uppers with FHAs. Well, you can. Oh, okay. That would might be an FHA 203K, which is called a rehab loan. Okay. Totally different type of product. All right. Okay. But the underlying thing is, is FHA is a very easy program for somebody to approve, get approved for as long as they have the down payment. Now, guess what? I can do that program with a down payment assistance program. Oh, okay. All right, and I can get the consumer, and we'll talk about that in the next session, is I can get a consumer anywhere between eight to $15,000, and then there's specific cities that give money all the way up to $25,000 for down payment assistance, and there you can use FHA, VA, USDA, and conventional so guess what? As long as they qualify, they might be able to get down payment assistance as well. Well, I hate to be silly, but I'm really excited to find out about those things when we get back from the break. So we're going to get more awesome. information from Phil Olson from Amec Home Loans when we get right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Thank you for joining us for the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon. With us today, Mr. Phil Olson from Amec Home Loans, their elite team. We're taking your questions. Today is a great day to go ahead and get all the information you need to start down the process of getting into a home. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And we were talking a little bit about FHA, and you were saying that there was a few uh, programs out there that you wanted to wrap up before we move into the next type, type of loan, right? Well, basically. Basically, I was telling you that you can take an FHA loan and then you can layer on top of that. Okay. Which then brings me to the next subject, which is called a Minnesota housing loan. Okay. And a lot of people don't know about this specific program. There are many lenders that don't offer it. Okay. okay? But MHFA, Minnesota housing, you can use a conventional, an FHA, a USDA, or a VA. Now, USDA is a rural development loan. Okay. VA is for veterans. But guess what? You can take those four programs and you can layer on top with down payment assistance or a no mortgage insurance product. Okay, wait, look, give me a scenario. Like, let's well, do, I know you had a. I got a story. Okay. Okay. Had a client, okay, and the family didn't have the greatest credit in the world. They were six, 623. Okay. I helped improve their score in less than 30 days to a 670. All right. I helped them get lower homeowners insurance. I provided them with $10,000 in down payment assistance. Wow. They okay. were able to keep their five grand in their bank account for an emergency account. I was able to get them a no mortgage insurance program called, okay. called HALF, which then dropped their payment by another $125 per month. And they were going, oh my gosh, we didn't know that this is there. Right. It's there. You just have to work with somebody that knows all these programs and understands the intricacies of every program and what layering that can be done on top of them to help a consumer. Because there are particular programs that we have just because we're in Minnesota. There are specific programs specifically in Minnesota, 
And there are many institutions that don't have them all because they haven't subscribed to them. They're not licensed for them. They don't want to offer them. Okay. Because they're like to take more work sometimes. Correct. Okay. So let's kind of go over some of the criteria here. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a great program for as little down as $1,500. You have to have $1,000 of your own money into the program. All right. Normally, that's your earnest money. Yes. Okay. You've got income restrictions. Okay. Uh, Under, it is the straight MHFA. It's $68,000 less for the deferred program. So if you make less than $68,000, the money the state gives you is deferred at 0% interest. Okay. But, so that means if you sell the house, then I pay that back. Correct. Okay. All right. Whereas if you make up to 88000 it's not deferred. You pay it back to the state of Minnesota over a period of 10 years at the same interest rate that the state of Minnesota gives you. Okay. Okay. So right. it's, it's like a first and a second mortgage. Right. But for that person that doesn't have the down payment, their payment maybe goes up 50 or 75 bucks a month. Right. There's that resource there to help them bridge towards that down payment. Now, guess what? If you've got a family of four, mm-hmm. well, then the numbers go up. All right. Goes up to 108000 Oh, okay. Okay. So as your family size grows, the income requirements also grow. But then there's also another program with this, which is called Step Up. Okay. And Step Up, you don't have to be a first-time homebuyer. We've talked about it before, but being a first-time homebuyer doesn't mean you owned a home 10 years ago. Right. First-time homebuyer means you have not owned a home in the last three years. You have not reported any type of home on your tax returns in the last three years. So if something happened and you just said, I'm going to rent for a few years. Correct. Even if you owned a house somewhere back in the day. So Gotcha. You got the step-up program. I can get you all the way up to $15,000 in down payment assistance. And guess what? Your income can be one hundred and forty-one thousand. Is that for a whole fam- for that's a family for, of four, or that's just for, for you? That is for you and your spouse. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, one hundred forty-one thousand. Yeah. That's that's definitely higher than our median income right. average here for the metro. Mm-hmm. So guess what? With that type of program, if somebody wanted to buy that three hundred thousand dollar home, that three hundred and fifty thousand dollar or 350, the max loan amount for that program is 328,000. Okay. How many first time home buyers are really buying a house for 350 grand? Yeah, that's not usually what you're looking for. No, that's normally not happening. Okay. Now, the other thing is, is people go, well, Phil, you're saying the metro. This is for the whole state of Minnesota. Oh, so if you go a little farther out, that's fine. Guess what? Open up those options. I could do it in Bemidji, I could do it in Duluth. I could do it down in Mankato. It doesn't make a difference. This is a statewide program. And what's the only criteria? You've got an income criteria and that you're a first-time homebuyer. And last but not least, you have to take a class, three hours online, pay the 80 bucks, get the certificate. I've never, ever had anybody fail the test. Good. (laughs) I mean, what an easy way to help somebody into home ownership where I can tell you, you keep your money. Now, if you've got more... Because maybe you need to get a new water heater somewhere down the road or something happens, yeah. Bottom line is, is if you've got more than $8,000 in verifiable bank accounts, then you don't qualify. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. But then again, let's say you got ten grand and you are going to go, Phil, I got ten grand. That's okay. We're going to take two of your grand. We're going to reduce your bank account down to $7,500. We're going to have you put an additional $2,500 into the transaction. 
And I'm still going to get you the $10,000 down payment assistance. Do retirement accounts and those kind of things count? Retirement accounts do not count All right, at so all. I don't have to, I'm not being penalized because you I did what being, I was supposed to do and no, started an IRA. No. Okay. So the one thing I want people to understand about this program is it's not just a conventional loan program. It's not just FHA. It can be used for VA, USDA. Why would a vet want to use this program? Right. Well, let's suppose we're going to get 100% financing for the veteran, but they don't have the money for their closing costs, and the sellers don't want to pay the closing costs. Right. This way, I can use this program. I can take the eight or the 10 grand. We're going to use that for your down, not for your down payment because it's zero, but we're going to use that to pay your closing costs. There you're getting into a home for $0. So again, you're talking about sometimes you need to layer these to come up with the Layers best scenario for or, the client. Or like we were talking off the break and you were saying, well, Phil, it really sounds to me like you think outside the box. Right. I'm thinking outside the box mm-hmm. all the time for my clients, asking myself, what is the biggest bang? Who can I get it done with? How can I layer it? What more can I give to the consumer? And it's not cookie cutter. You're, right. not, you're not walking into me and I'm, I'm slapping a pro product in front of you and go, here, this is what we have to offer. No, that's not the way it works. Well, if you have a question, today is a great day to call. You can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And uh, another thing that you brought up during the break when you and I were talking, you were talking about something that sounds, it's nothing else that has a great name, Home Possible. Yep. We were talking about that. So what's that, Phil? Home Possible, Home Ready mm-hmm. is a conventional loan product. Now, okay, and we, again, what's the difference between a conventional and what we talked about at FHA? FHA, USDA, and VA are government products. Okay. Okay, conventional is a bank product, okay? The banks have more skin in the game when it's a conventional loan. Okay. And people always think, well, in order for me to qualify for a conventional loan, I have to have 700 credit scores. Right. That's not correct. Okay. This program, conventional, allows you to go all the way down to 3% down. Okay. okay, so it's a 3% down product, okay? But here's the kickers to this. As long as you're a first-time home buyer, and this is what three-year requirement again, okay. all right? You get a reduced interest rate, even if you don't have the greatest credit score in the world. All and right. you also get a reduced mortgage insurance, and people don't think about mortgage insurance. But mortgage insurance can be really expensive. You can get a great rate, but your mortgage insurance is really expensive. And when you combine the two, let me give you an example. Okay. Let's say interest rate is 4.5%. Yes. But then if we calculate the mortgage insurance payment into your total principal interest taxes and insurance, I can then calculate that and say, well, your real rate is 6.3%. Right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, with having the reduced mortgage insurance, you were at 45 Well, now you're at five and a quarter. If you weren't a first-time home buyer using a straight conventional loan product, you would have to put 5% down. Okay. And you would pay the higher mortgage insurance. So here's So a, about how much money does that end up being a month? As far as well, it all depends okay. on your loan amount. All right. Okay. Because your mortgage insurance is based on your loan amount. Right. It's also based on the term. So if the lesser the term, the lower the mortgage insurance. So in okay. other words, when I'm talking to a client and I see they qualify not only for a 30, I'm going, why not go to a 25? Because you go to a 25, guess what? The rate's better, and so is the mortgage insurance. Ah, and well, your payment might not be that much higher. It might not be that much higher, or guess what? You have a lot of discretionary income. Okay. There's no reason for me to give you a 30-year fix because that's what most people 
give. Yes. I'm going to look. That's just what you default to. That's what you default to. But guess what? I'm going to pertain that to a client's financials. Okay. And say, you want to know something? Most people would tell you a 30. I'm going to tell you, you qualify for a 25. You qualify for a 20. Let me show you how those numbers play out. And then when I start talking about the difference in the interest rates, for those that are really financially savvy or or they're on a really tight budget Mm -hmm. and they don't spend any money, (laughs) that's more appealing to them to see that they're paying that much less interest over the life of a loan. Right. Good comparison, 30-year fix versus a 20, you're probably paying $75,000, $80,000 more on the average house over the life of the loan in interest. Wow. Okay. Well, take that number and divide it by 20 years. Mm -hmm. That's that's $400 a month. Mm -hmm. Savings. That's just interest. So it's just, I, I am just fascinated. I imagine just living inside your brain has to be just an amazing cacophony of numbers. Like there's so much, like you just rattle all of these things that are just living in your brain all the time. Like, yeah. like how do you even watch Netflix? Like how do you, like, how do yeah. you have time for anything else, Phil? Uh, believe it or not. Is this uh, just your jam? This, this is my, your, this yeah, is my your jam. job and your hobby. But a lot of people don't know I love play, playing poker. Okay. Okay. But all when right. I play poker, I zone out. Yes. I forget everything but i'm still dealing with numbers right and i'm dealing with people but that really allows me to really be able to take a step back all right and just chill well we are going to go into our final break of the day and when we get back what do you want to cover phil i want to talk a little bit more about it is the home ready program and home possible program love some calls yes okay any scenario i don't care throw it at me i do see some people that are lining up we're going to get to them after the break as well and uh We'll continue talking more. Perfect. Again, the phone number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. You can find this and previous episodes on our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword Red Hot. And Phil, we have lots of people that have been calling in. I know we had some questions from some people out there. Awesome. We also have some people that have been hitting up on Twitter. I'm at Miss Shannon, Shannon with an A. And so Kim wanted to know again, what qualifies as a first time home buyer? She said that she bought homes while she was married, but now she's single. If she's single and she hasn't owned a home in the last three years, she automatically qualifies as a first-time home buyer. But then again, there's a but. Yes. There's another program. It's called Step Up. Okay. Okay, Step Up, you could have owned a home a year ago. Gotcha. Okay. And you still qualify for the down payment assistance all the way up to $15,000. Gotcha. So, Kim, you need to get a hold of Phil, and he can help give you this suite of products. There's so many different ways to skin this cat here, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. What did the cat do to you, Phil? Why are we skinning this cat? I don't don't know. know. I love talking to Phil from Amec Home Loans. You're part of their elite team. You're our puzzle maker, my friend that can sit there and rattle off all these numbers so I don't have to keep them in my head. Because you said that there's, what, at any given time, maybe 80 different lenders that you're working with? Correct. So that's why it makes sense for people to get a hold of you versus if they had a no from a different financial institution, that doesn't mean that the answer is no permanently. I I would tell you there's no reason for them to go anyplace else than just call me. Right. And guess what? What's my what's my web address? www.callphilolson.com. It's very easy to find, very easy to remember. Yes, callphilolson.com. You get all that information. You can even get that preliminary information. I've been to your website. They, you know, you can go to the website, put in a little bit of contact information, and then you just spin numbers back for them. Absolutely. And my cell is always available at six five one. 
888-238-6748. So I feel like there's a lot of things that we need to cover because we're going to have to wrap up soon. So do you want to talk about, you know, the difference between like conventionals and, and, and FHAs or what do you want to cover in this last may, segment? You know, I, I, I guess I'd like to talk a little bit about mortgage insurance. Okay. You, hear, you hear me talking yeah. about that all the time. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and every product has a mortgage insurance other than a VA loan. Okay. There, All is, right. there is no mortgage insurance. All right. It's 100% financing with no mortgage insurance. And you said sometimes mortgage mortgage insurance can be a lot of money. It can. Okay. But, but at sometimes in points, it can be really, really cheap. Whereas, you know, most people are told on the conventional side or they'll hear, well, I need 20% down. Okay. No, you don't need 20% down. Your minimum down is 5%. Okay. But if you're a first-time home buyer, it's 3%. Okay, but your your mortgage insurance is more expensive the less you put down. But now let me give you another scenario. Okay. Let's say you've got a 780 credit score, fantastic credit. Right. Okay, and you, you've got a conventional, you want to do a conventional loan, and you can only put down 10%. And let's say the mortgage insurance on this house is going to be $170 a month. Okay. And let's say you're buying a $300,000 home. You're going to normally on a 5% or 10% down, you're going to keep that mortgage insurance for five years. Okay. What's five times 170? About 8,500 bucks, right? Right. I can get you a one-time mortgage insurance product. You pay for it upfront. All right. At close. It's about 1%. So on a $350,000 property, you're going to pay $3,500 and now you don't have mortgage insurance. And now you're just done with it. You're done. Okay. So you could pay 8,500. Or you could pay thirty five hundred. Is that one of those things that then it would be in the closing cost? So I would pay that upfront. You would pay that as an upfront closing cost. Okay. Now here's the other thing about mortgage insurance. People think, well, it's one mortgage insurance company. No, I've got every single one. Okay. Which All means right. I'm able to price out mortgage insurance with every different vendor out there. So it's like other insurance where you need to shop rates. Yes, it's like okay. shopping a rate. All right. So guess what? I could have the same rate as a competitor. But my mortgage insurance is less by 40 bucks a month. Well, that's like me telling you your interest rate with me is four and a half and your competitor is 4.875 because my payment is less by $35 a month. Right. Then again, I help shop your homeowner's insurance. Whenever somebody calls me and I take a look at their homeowner's insurance binder, I ask myself the question, is that a good deal? Right. And guess what? If it's not a good deal, I'm sorry. I'm going to call my client. I'm going to go, you want to know something based on the market, based on what I'm seeing? I think you're paying too much. So let me provide you this person, this person, this person. Have and, you go look at and, some different and, numbers. And guess what? I've saved people sometimes a thousand. I saved one guy $4,000 annually wow. on his insurance, mm-hmm. cars, boat, all that kind of stuff. And guess what? The client goes, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did this for me. Because sometimes insurance, that's another one of those things. You just set it and forget it. And so you don't think to go look for other rates so or see if there's another option. When you're working with me, I'm one-stop shop. Right. I'm looking at your whole financial picture. I'm not just looking about the mortgage. Right. And sometimes, like, you really do talk about building wealth. And that's one of the things you go, what you're doing over time to put yourself and your family in a better scenario. Do you still have people that the lender will pay the mortgage insurance? Sure. Does that happen? How does that what, work? You have what's called lender paid mortgage insurance. Okay. I don't like the term, but that's what it's called. Why don't you like it? Okay. So if you had your standard interest rate is say four and a half percent, lender paid is five and an eighth. Well, now you're paying 5.125%, a higher interest rate. Okay. Yes, it might be cheaper. 
But here's the thing. There's no guarantee you'll ever refinance to a lower rate. All right. So what happens if the market changes? What happens if interest rates go up? And what happens if that lender says, no problem, we'll do this lender paid, and oh, by the way, we'll refinance you to a lower rate down the road. I'm never going to say that. Okay. Because there's no guarantee. What happens if you lose your job? Right. What happens if you lose your house? What happens if something bad happens in life? What happens if interest rates go up? You're not refinancing. Now, where a lender-paid mortgage insurance product really pays off, Mm -hmm. if I'm talking to a client and they're saying, Phil, I work at 3M, I already know that 3M is going to move me within the next two to three years. Now, there is a great program for somebody that's only going to be in a house for a short period of time. And yes, when I do the numbers and do the math, cost of money, it works out better for them to go with a lender-paid mortgage insurance product. Is that a similar conversation that you have to a client that might be deciding if they're going to go from a fixed-rate mortgage product to an adjustable-rate mortgage product? That Now, there's another great, great question. Mm-hmm. I am not a big believer in adjustable-rate mortgages. Okay. I'm very conservative. All right. Now, if my consumer is an investor and they've bought lots of homes and they're gonna, they have their, their specific investment strategy is a short-term hold, Okay, then an adjustable rate mortgage might be a good thing. Okay. But consumers lost so many houses when we had the mortgage meltdown. Right. And part of them losing houses was their interest rate on their primary residence escalated, causing them to not be able to afford their home any further. I think as a primary residence, that is, should be the most secure vehicle you have. Mm-hmm. Okay. It should be consistent. It should be constant. Right. But what happens if I... I give you an adjustable rate mortgage and you get a notice and the next thing you know, oh, my payment's going up $150 a month. And time does fly. Like those time, time periods fl- just, you look around yeah. and you're like, has it really been two years? Has it really been three years? And when you read the terms of these adjustable rate mortgages, they're either a 115 or a 225. I'm just going to tell you what the five means. Okay. The five means your interest rate can go up as high as 5% from the start rate. So if you were at, let's say you are at, Three and a quarter. Yes. We call that a teaser rate. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, your tease, three and a quarter, great interest rate, low monthly payment. But guess what? You could be at eight and a quarter in eight years from now, nine years from now. Huge difference. And what happens if, let's just say for that, that family, their husband and wife that buys the house and now the spouse passes away and now I'm all by myself. And I only got that income. And yes, I can make that mortgage payment, but I lost that income. Right. That's what forces people out of homes. And I, when I talk with my clients, I'm going to tell them the good, the bad, and the ugly about lenders, about programs, about have you given thought to this? Have you given thought to that? And a lot of people will go, Phil, you're making a good point. And Phil, you're really trying to help them not be afraid to go out and buy a house again in a lot of these scenarios. There should be no reason that somebody is afraid to buy a house anymore. It's so much easier to buy a house or sell a house than it is actually to get out of a rental property. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And with rents escalating the way they are, believe it or not, here's a statistic. Do you realize for the same amount you pay in rent, you can have 27% more home square footage than 
your rental property. See, there's a great reason for everybody to contact you. So again, they can find your website. It's callphilolson.com and your phone number is 651-238-6748. So we appreciate all that information. I'm sure we'll have to cover it again, Phil. One more thing. Yes. Go Rams. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show. We'll see you next time on My Talk 1071.